ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Have you done 23andMe, the genetic testing to learn more about your heritage? I haven't done it, but that's because I have a pretty good sense of my history. In fact, just a couple of years ago, I was having a super challenging time. Things were heating up between Josh and I. At the same time, I had to really face some of my own fears about commitment and my own fears about him having a son and what I wanted in life. And a ton of guilt came up and a ton of shame came up. And my therapist looked at me in the eye and she said, well, of course you're struggling with that because your grandparents were Holocaust survivors. And she knew this because she herself was the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. And so we started talking about what it is to live a life now that was impacted by my grandparents. And I thought, well, how does that possibly impact me? But of course, they raised my mother and she raised me. And so I really started to think about how much of my own well-being, how much of my aspirations, how much of who I am really has been informed by my ancestors and so much has. I'm going to share more about that and we're going to dive into you and your ancestors and we're going to dive into how you can work with your own ancestry today in order to have your highest level of well-being, in order to heal and to grow and to truly live a life of purpose, all looking at what we know from those who brought us to life. And we're going to do that with my guest. I have an incredible guest today. You are going to love her. Carolyn Hauser Carson is a German trained naturopath doctor. She's a humanistic psychotherapist and something called a family constellations facilitator. And we're going to talk a lot about what a family constellation is today. She's the author of the book Blossom, Your Seven Step Journey to Healing Childhood Sexual Abuse and creating your dream life. And I'm not a survivor of sexual abuse. I'm a survivor of physical abuse. But even just reading her book, it was so applicable to me. And so whatever it is that you have been through, whatever it is that you still might be hanging on to as trauma, as baggage, she offers so much. And we're going to dive into that. She's an internationally recognized speaker and teachers on subjects of spirituality and emotional healing and women's empowerment. In 2008, she created EmpoweredBusinessWoman.com and the Blossom Journey Telecourse in 2010. She has an incredible, incredible business model, and she actually has something new coming up called the Pleasure IQ Test, so I am very curious to learn more about that. And so today we are going to be really diving into everything spiritual, our pleasure, our family history, and all of it's going to come together, and I cannot wait. Carolyn, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you. So reading your book, so much of it resonated for me, because as you shared your story in the first chapter, 
of course, you're, you have German ancestry and heritage and what comes along with, with that. And my grandparents were Austrian and Holocaust survivors. And so I so resonated. And yeah, and as I'm reading your book, I'm thinking, wow, this woman is so strong, so resilient, has healed so much, is now empowering women despite, or perhaps not even despite her pain, but perhaps even because of it. And I truly thought, this is a woman on purpose. Like you are living your purpose. And so before we even dive into the family history, you have an incredible story. I'd love it if you would share your own story of how you became a woman on purpose. Um, it's actually it's actually funny because I do th- I have been thinking that I'm a woman on purpose and there is always more to discover because I just actually had a session before I just have to share this because Please. We, I literally I literally just had a session um with a good friend of mine before we got onto this show and it went really deep so I'm sitting here tear eyed because there is things that I've denying myself which have to do I'm I really wanted to be a dancer and if I had believed that I was enough I would have been a dancer and I never believed that I was good enough so she helped me uncover that today and. Wow. Um, so, you know, I'm finding out now at 40 that I obviously I'm living part of my purpose and there's going to be so much more that we'll have to do with dance and bringing dance into what I'm doing. Ooh, so <laughs> that's so that's so juicy. I love it. And um, yeah. what a good friend and how cool, yeah. because so much of what you do has to do with the body. And so mm-hmm. I could so see you're bringing dance in and I hope you get out and you you dance on your own, too. Yeah. So anyways, I, di- I didn't grow up thinking, you know, I mean, I grew up thinking I wanted to be a dancer. I didn't grow up thinking oh, I want to be a sexual trauma healer. <laughs> <laughs> when I was my my life kind of took a turn when I was 10. Everything had been going pretty well, at least in my memories up until that point. And then um, I started having eating disorders seemingly out of the blue. And they went on for over 10 years. And for anybody who has had an addiction that long, you know that by the time you cross the 10 your mark, you're pretty much written off. And um, so for me, basically, I was at a point where my prognosis was that I had 5% chance of recovery, and most likely would just learn to live with the disease and, and, you know, have a very disabled life because of it, pretty much. Hmm. And um, (sighs) yeah, (laughs) and all I all I wanted was just to have a normal life, you know, I just wanted to be able to have children, have a relationship and just have a normal life. Of course. And it seemed very out of reach at that point. And then I had um, what I now call my toilet wake up moment, which I talk about <laughs> in the book, where I had um, I had just bought a bunch of food and eaten it all. And I was trying to make myself throw up and I was using a toothbrush uh, in a toilet <sighs> and the toothbrush got stuck in my throat. And for a moment, I I couldn't breathe. And in that moment, um, I really, I heard my mom's voice, you know, like, oh, are you going to end up like one of, you know, Mama Cass or someone like that who choked themselves to death? And I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, she's going to be right. <laughs> you I, can't I, have I that happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> well, actually, my, she's right in many things, actually. But of course, anyway, I'm teasing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really realized that Oh, I got really shocked into like, oh my God, like this could be it. And I wouldn't have children. I wouldn't experience being married and all of that. And I wouldn't live to be 30. Hmm. And my then goodness. luckily, luckily the, the toothbrush dislodged and 
um, I came back to my senses and mm. uh, and recovered from that. But basically, what that created for me was an opening. I mean, I I wanted to get help and get better. You know, that wasn't the question. But there was a different kind of an opening, and uh, my mom had had tried, you know, invited me to many different modalities and tried to try many different things. And so she invited me to co- try constellations, family constellations, around that time. And I reluctantly went um, because I had no idea what it was, and went to one weekend workshop. And the facilitators took me through the process. Took about forty-five minutes for me, and within six months, I was completely healed. Oh wow! So it just dropped away. You know, I didn't have to work on it. I didn't have to do anything for it. It just, I would go to the store like a week later and do my usual kind of binge shopping and went home and only ate half of the amount of the stuff that I bought and threw out the other. I was never able to do that before. And so it was just gradually, you know, I bought less and then I ate less and then it just, I just became normal a normal eater more or less. And um, so that's what introduced me to constellations. And it really saved my life. That work saved my life. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. I mean, you said you got lucky that the toothbrush dislodged. That wasn't luck. Yeah, that 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 was divine intervention. You know, that you you had your moment and um, and and we'll talk about it. But I I really believe that those moments happen for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was in my early 20s and not, yeah, no, at that point I wasn't really pursuing dancing. You know, I had pursued it on and off, but I was always like too tall, too not good enough, too old, too not flexible, blah, 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 blah. So I never put enough time and work into it um, and to pursue it. And I was just kind of like, I thought maybe I could be a painter or something, some kind of artist. I was working at the theater for a little bit and I was also waiting and, and, and just bartending and um one night this this friend of a friend came and i didn't have a lot of people at the restaurant to you know serve so i had time and he just asked me about what's 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 been going on in my life and i told him about the constellations and what had happened and he just said oh my god if you've been able to heal yourself from that you have to make this your life's mission (laughs) it's basically because (laughs) he said that and i didn't have you know anything better to do um i started looking into how I could actually become a healer because I'm a, I dropped out of high school. Mm. So, you know, I couldn't go and study at the university, but there's other ways. And so I found those alternative ways. I became a naturopathic doctor, which in Germany allows you to practice as a psychotherapist actually. Mm. And then I, I basically spent all my twenties, you know, training in different healing modalities. How incredible that you didn't graduate from high school and here you are a naturopathic doctor. I mean, that is yeah. so inspiring to any of us who go through a moment where, yeah, God knows I've had them, where I feel like I failed at something and then it's over and then there's no opportunity to shift and change. Here you are, absolutely, at, at any moment we can wake up the next day and, and choose differently. That's so, so inspiring. So then you started doing this work and you started seeing incredible results with your clients. Well, I actually started, I actually, the day that I graduated in Germany, I fell in love with an American. <laughs> so my life, <laughs> finally my parents were like, oh, she's going to go work now and make some money, you know, since I spent like the amount that other people spend on a house on my own healing in my 20s. Yeah. yeah. They're like, you're finally going to start making some money and working. And then literally the ne- the day after I graduated, I fell in love and followed this man to the United States and I was completely not licensed to work here. Oh my so- goodness. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, what a what a story. Um, he must be something else. I mean, what an incredible <laughs> man. Yeah, what an incredible story. Well, that 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 relationship only lasted two months. He was mm. he was supposed to bring me to the United States. I'm very clear. I'm very happy that I that I am here. I don't think I could have lived my purpose, you know, or ex- unfolded my purpose as much as I was able to do in in California, you know. I'm not just anywhere. I'm in California. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, slowly but surely found a way to make use of my gifts. Let's put it that way. Mm. So I love this. It's such a great example, too, that um, we we need the help from the universe to bring us from one step to another. And sometimes we don't really know why, but it, it starts unfolding. So tell us a little bit of what is family constellation work? Yeah, I'll just share basically my first constellation because it is really hard, even though I've been doing this for 20 years now, it is really hard to describe. And it's if you can experience it, just go and experience it because uh, and you'll understand why it's hard to describe after that. Um, so basically what happened was I went to this, um, workshop, weekend workshop. There were 20 other people in the room, about 20, maybe it was a little more. And, uh, in my case, there was a couple that were, were facilitating this group. And so we just sat around in a big circle and then anybody who was ready to could work on that issue. And when it came my turn, I think I, I, didn't have the courage to do it on the first day. I kind of waited till the second day. And then when I realized, oh my God, you know, I better do something because the day is going to end and I'm not going to get this opportunity. I raised my hand and said, I'm ready. And so the people in the circle, um, all they knew about me was that I was there because I had eating disorders and that I really wanted to um, heal from the eating disorders. They didn't know any backstory, nothing, nor did the facilitators. Hmm. They had just met me too. And and I didn't know anything about the other people. They were all strangers. I mean, I knew what their issues were, the ones that had worked on their issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, they were all strange. And some people were there because of their marriages and some other people were there because they had cancer. So, it was a, And everybody was twice my age, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was very intimidating. Mm. And, um, and then when it was my turn and I had said what I was wanting to work on, the facilitators just asked me to pick people from the circle and ask them if they would be willing to represent for my mother, my father, uh, my siblings, and the eating disorder. So the facilitators basically determine um, which elements need to be in your constellation. And the reason why it's called constellation or constellating is it has nothing to do with the stars and the sky and the constellations. It has to do with putting things into a spatial order. Hmm. Unfortunately, the, the, the German direct translation is not into, into English, did not go very well. In German, it means something very different. Mm. The word constellation, you know, but yeah. in English it means both. So so anyway, so they asked me to to ask these strangers if they would represent for my family. And then I would um, ask them to get up and then I would take them kind of by the shoulders and place them in the room. All six of them, basically. And one for myself also. That was, that's why I was six. Hmm. And... Um, so it really has to do with taking your inner picture and and using other people or things to represent the, the pieces of your system. It could be your family system, it could be your physical system, your body, it could be you know all kinds of things. We're all connected, and so basically, so you had people representing you and your family, and mm-hmm. then you're watching them interact. Mm-hmm. Is that it? So as if you're yeah. having, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. It's like surreal, it would seem. Um, it's not so much because it really makes sense. It's just more of a confirmation for a lot of people. Mm. And so they're not just interacting randomly, right? The facilitator, the facilitator's job is to ask specific questions and um, 
hold the space so that normally, you know, when, when you start a constellation, the picture is very disjointed. The people aren't talking to each other. Some might be feeling very, very bad physically also. Hmm. And so the facilitator's job is to kind of like extract from everybody how they're feeling and to see where the energy is really stuck and what went wrong in the system, where the energy isn't flowing and why the, why the system is so disjointed and find the right words that these different parts need to say to each other so that the energy and can flow again and that healing can happen. Hmm. And so part of what came out of my constellation was that um, I had been thinking that this this thing was trying to kill me, right? I was fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. The and eating what, disorder. Mm-hmm, yeah. And what came out was that it was actually the thing that kept me alive the whole time. Hmm. Yeah, and so it shifted the whole dynamic, you know? Yeah. yeah. How how did it keep you alive? Say more about that. If I hadn't had the eating disorder, I pretty much probably would have killed myself. Right? It gave me something to do. It kept me busy, kept me alive. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. What a, <laughs> yes. Wow. So the, the the constellations show the truth of any kind of thing. And when the, when the truth comes out, everybody gets set free. Wow. That is so powerful. And then what an odd thing to say, but I'm so grateful then that you had the eating disorder, that it gave mm-hmm. you that, that way to live. You know, as you share your story and you share it in the book, the eating disorder seemed to be more of a symptom than the cause. Yeah. And that there was, there was so much to your story from, from even the time that you were in utero um, and from childhood. And, and I know this book is your seven step journey to healing childhood sexual abuse. And so if you're willing, it seems like the sexual, it sounds like you went through sexual abuse and mm-hmm. The sexual abuse was very tied to the eating disorder, mm-hmm. which I didn't know until I was thirty. So that the whole that the the joke of the you know my my the humor in every all of this is that I became a healer in my twenties and I worked on a bunch of stuff. I had been molested as a teenage girl, so I had that to work on. But the eating disorders had started when I was ten, and to my recollection, I had a golden childhood up until that time. And then my my parents split up, but I was twelve when they split up. So. It never made any sense why I got the eating disorders at 10 until when I, in my early 30s, had my my daughter was turning three and with her turning three, my memories got triggered and everything started making sense. And that's when I wrote the book and took everything that I, that I knew about healing and created a healing journey that I took myself and a, and a group of other women on hmm. because it very much felt like, you know, why would I have spent 10 years learning about healing hmm. if... I wasn't meant to do this for more than just myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So in the book, you describe the multiple ways that you were abused. And it's something that sadly and unfortunately is so common, right? I mean, we see now so yeah. much with the Me Too movement and it's it's triggering, I think, for a lot of people to remember and to remember what did happen to them when they were younger or whatever age that might have been or what to realize what's happening right now in, in their lives. And you have a moment in the book that really struck me. And it was a moment when you were saying about your grandfather who sexually abused you. And you were saying that you have gratitude for him. And that just really, my my whole heart just opened and I, I had a moment of 
I think putting down the book, I was speechless. So how do you go from being abused by someone? And I know it took me, my abuse happened when I was in high school with my first love. And I spent 25 years being angry, actually being angry and being desperate, right? Still Mm -hmm. loving, loving this person and Mm -hmm. not even realizing how much I did. Um, and had to go through my own my own process. How do you go from and for anyone out there who's listening and they find that you know they're hanging on to some sort of past anger or certainly shame, but towards someone else, you know, not letting go of a grudge? How do you get to a place of gratitude with, with your grandfather? Well, first of all, when I started to remember, you know, I was expecting to um, get in touch with anger and have, you know, have some anger come up. And um, I did a regression session with somebody to help me, um, you know, just get in touch with the emotions and so forth. And for me, to my surprise, my main feeling was not anger, it was confusion, utter confusion. Hmm. Because, um, and it's so funny that we're talking today because this, this whole dance thing, my, my grandfather was the one who supported my dancing and not, nobody else in my family did. Oh, wow. You know, and so it's like, we talk. I, yeah, yeah it, it just shows everything is so layered, right? Yeah. So here he was the one who, he was your yeah. biggest cheerleader and support. He loved you so much and then yes. didn't have a, and then crossed a boundary. So every, yeah. that's where it gets so mixed up. And so. Exactly. So for me, the, you know, the biggest um, emotion to deal with was this confusion. And so my, my gratitude, you know, there was never the, I never had to deal with the anger. I was just very confused and sad, obviously. And, you know, my grandfather's story, you, you touched on it. Um, yes, I am German, but my, my grandparents actually lived in Yugoslavia at the time. And so they were persecuted as Germans mm. by the partisan, you know, the Eastern uh, communist mm-hmm. um, culture, basically, and in, in um, put in internment camps for 10 years and went through horrific things. And my grandfather ended up being an alcoholic, right? That's why also what happened happened partially mm-hmm. because of the alcohol. Sure. So for me, I I kind of always knew his story and I always felt for him. Mm. And um, when I when I did a constellation around the sexual abuse, actually, what came out was that my soul tried to say, you can do whatever you want with me. I just would like to make it better for you because you had it so hard in life. Right. So that's the truth, wow. because I could have said something, you know, I mean, I was only three, but I could have said something and I didn't. Mm. Well, this is really powerful and profound. Yeah. This um, this idea that our souls experience exactly what they what they need to almost like what they agreed to there's something yeah. called soul agreements that you're probably yeah. familiar with and i don't know all of you who are listening how much you're familiar with them but this idea that before coming to this planet our souls are traveling in packs with other souls and make agreements with one another mm-hmm. and yeah. perhaps in one lifetime you were lovers and then in this lifetime you've promised each other because of that you're going to play a different role or you're going to be you're going to take the heat in this lifetime because Mm -hmm. in the last lifetime your loved one did did. right so so that so the gratitude comes from knowing that for me part of my journey in this lifetime is to learn about power my own power and fulfilling my own purpose and obviously I needed my grandfather to play that role for me to learn about my own power and learn how I can take it back and how you know to see how I give it away and why I give it away, and then also w- with that to know how I can actually empower myself and stay in my power. Yeah, 
So absolutely. So incredible. I know you have a chapter in this book about pain and something that I talk a lot about on my podcast, my blog, and and in, when I work with women is our pain is often the source of our purpose. And that one day, whenever I get to the pearly gates, wherever they are, I'm going to ask the goddess, why? You know, why did you have to make it so hard? Why, why did we have to go through our pain? And of course, I already know the answer that we come on this earth and we specifically go through whatever the pain is. And this is exactly what you just said. Your, your purpose here on earth is truly to learn about power and how to stand in it. And so you had to go through an experience of giving up your power in order to, to live that. And I think mm-hmm. when we can see that these experiences in our life happen for us instead of to us, mm-hmm. we can have a profound shift. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit more. This is such a powerful thing. You said that you really thought about your grandparents' story, right? All of their stories and how they were in camps and how much pain they had suffered and that knowing their stories and feeling their stories had gave, gave you the profound ability to love, to heal, to forgive, to nurture, almost become their parent or grandparent. And so I'd love to hear from your expertise, how our ancestry does play into our well-being and play into our journey here. Yeah, um, it's a really good question because, you know, we think we're this independent, singular entity when we're actually not. We do come from two streams. We come from the, the you know, even biology-wise, we come from the mother's side and we and then on the other side from the father. So um, in, in my world, I call it the feminine, you know, feminine energy lineage and the masculine energy lineage. Mm-hmm. And um, there are several sciences now that help us understand this more and also confirm what constellations or the world, you know, the constellation world has known from before is that actually we are impacted on a, on a physical cellular level by our, what our ancestors went through, because when trauma happens, your nervous system gets wired differently, right? Your biochemistry gets set up differently. You're more prone to stress. You react to stress differently the balance in your nervous system is different. And so those kinds of things get passed on, right? So let's say, you know, let's say your grandparents grew up in an environment where they were always safe and happy. You're much more likely to be a successful person because your brain didn't get wired for stress. Yes. And so you have more access to the higher faculties and the creative faculties of your brain. Hmm. For example, you know, just to make it simplified, obviously it's, it's a generalization. Yeah. But there's a physical physiological thing that happens, you know, when trauma happens and that part gets passed on for once. And then also on the soul level, um, nothing because we're all connected and, and quantum physics explains this part, you know, mostly is everything is always known and everything is already there. So in the constellation world, we know that if somebody got excluded from the system, you know, either in this generation or the generation before, or even seven generations, up to seven generations back, a younger soul will step in to make up for that for that imbalance. So we're basically, if you imagine your family as an entirety, you know, with the, with the ancestors, to be a big mobile 
Mm-hmm. And then somebody, you know, gets excluded because they died and it was too painful to remember them or they did something wrong or they were gay or whatnot. You know, there's people for all kinds of reasons get kind of energetically excluded and not talked about. Right. And so when it happens, the whole mobile tips over, right? Because um, it's out of balance. Yes. Out of balance. And so the younger souls, they know that they intuitively feel it and basically take on the fate of a, of, of that ancestor. Oh, wow. And so could be a child that's raised in a completely healthy environment that all of a sudden develops, you know, depression, suicidal thoughts, um, tendencies that might even, you know, commit suicide and nobody knows why. And then what turns, you know, when you do the constellations and this is why they became so popular in Germany, because there were a bunch of young people committing suicide and nobody knew why. And Hellinger, who brought this work to the Western world, he basically showed that they they were all Nazi um, descendants. Mm. They were all the grandchildren of some of the higher-ups Nazi people. Mm-hmm. And so wow. basically those younger souls sacrificed themselves in an attempt to bring back balance. Yes. Wow. It in- impacts us in more ways than we you know, even realize. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes so much sense. Um, you know, it's so interesting being the grandchild of Holocaust survivors who's, yeah. who's you know, my great-grandparents lost their lives because of Nazis, because of Hitler. And um, my grandparents, certainly their entire lives were altered forever um, because of Nazis. And then to hear you say about these descendants and their reaction, their, their response, their, their guilt and their sense of responsibility, you know, growing up, I didn't know anything about this is a little bit off topic, but I just feel like it's so important to share. I didn't know anything about how Germans, today felt about what happened. Mm -hmm. And then about seven or eight years ago, when I was in graduate school, a friend of mine in graduate school was German. And we had a really deep and profound and beautiful conversation about how he grew up with this sense of shame about Mm -hmm. Germans and what Mm -hmm. had happened. And I realized that I had grown up with a a higher than thou. And not really recognizing, not at all, even thinking about this. And it was healing for both of us. And it's not that I want to see any of these young people take responsibility for what what happened then. Um, but it's fascinating to hear you talk about. I know about soul agreements, but this is a this is a new concept for me. And it's fascinating to hear you talk about how we souls come onto this earth and bring back balance. It makes so much sense. What's also really striking me right now. I've been through any of my, my listeners know that I've had two miscarriages in the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. I had a, a healer say to me, he was doing body work on me and he was up at my right shoulder and he said, what happened to your grandmother in 1938? Mm. Your maternal grandmother in 1938. And I said, oh, Hitler invaded Austria <laughs> and her entire life changed. And he said to me, your miscarriages are tied to her, are, are, um, are hers. And so again, later in the session, he was more down in my pelvic area and I was going specifically around fertility. Um, and he said to me, something is coming up with the number three, that in a past life you've had, maybe he said, maybe it's a past life or at some point you've had three. And I texted my mother afterwards because my grandmother has passed on. And I said, how many miscarriages did grandma have? And she said three. Mm. And it was so incredible. I mean, I was blown away. And then 
I started really thinking about it and the healer said to me, well, of course, because a woman has all of her eggs from when she's born, a baby girl has all of the eggs that she will ever have. And so when you were an egg, meaning when I was an egg in my mother's ovaries, Mm -hmm. she, she was inside of my grandmother who had, Mm -hmm. who was in the middle of several miscarriages. So that imprint, right. And so my, the imprint of her miscarriages got passed to me, the imprint of her pain of, and her glory. A lot of my strength is because of my grandparents' glory in, I have a fighter instinct and I know it's because of their, they survived. So it's just fascinating to hear. And it makes perfect sense that biologically our ancestors' nervous system gets passed down to us. Yeah. I mean, they're the material that we come from, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And we were in their their bodies at some point because because of that. So if someone is out there and and wanting to explore how to work with their ancestry, what's the first step? What do they do? I mean, if you know, obviously there's like you said, um, the the twenty three and me, which is an interesting thing to do. But you know, find somebody who does constellations and start just start exploring. Hmm. Are you doing constellation work still? Is that something that yeah you- yeah yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we, um, and, and give us your website. We'll, we'll say it again at the end of the episode, at the end of the show. What is your website so people can find you? And of course we'll have it in the show notes. It's womeninthflow.com. Ooh, I love that, Carolyn. Womeninthflow.com. So speaking of flow, I'm going to switch a little bit because I know you have something new, which is the pleasure IQ and pleasure is something I love talking about. (laughs) So it, it, what, you know, my theory on how a woman becomes her happiest, most purposeful self is that we are a whole woman, you know, everything yeah. from our sensuality and pleasure to our pain. And so just tell us a little bit about the pleasure IQ. So basically fast forward, you know, I, I did my twenties and then my early thirties. And then in my mid thirties, I had a second child and, um, didn't sleep much because of having two children and a lot <laughs> of stress were financially um, really struggling, we had to go through bankruptcy. And mm. so I ended up on the couch with adrenal burnout and uh, chronic fatigue, basically. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like a second breakdown. It wasn't, you know, like a breakthrough, like in my toilet moment, but it, it definitely was uh, a break breakdown moment. And in that breakdown, I actually left my body this time. It was so painful to not be able to have energy and and um, my husband at the time had come home and I told him, I can't do this anymore. And he just said, well, you wanted to be a mother. And with him saying that, I just, I have had, I had it and left my body and hovered under the ceiling. And all of a sudden this voice said to me, well, your work isn't done. Hmm. And I was sent back into my body. And for five days, I was <laughs> in a complete, complete space of harmony where I could actually see how I had, how I had gotten myself into a state of complete negativity. Wow. And. I was also given kind of an idea of how to get myself out. And that was just basically following my yes and following what's right and true to me, um, which at that point kind of I, I coined as, you know, I'm just going to go, go in pursuit of pleasure because I had not allowed myself pleasure anywhere. Mm. I had not married out of joy and love. I had married out of um, getting pregnant and being good enough, you know, be, mm. like being compatible enough. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowing myself to live my purpose. I mean, I wasn't allowing myself pleasure in any area. And I was 34. Wow. And uh, so that became the pursuit of pleasure. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, I basically just, you know, I had nothing to lose. So I started making decisions that felt right and good, which also included leaving my marriage at the time. And that was scary because I didn't have a safety net and financial, um, you know, support in any of that. But 
um, it's paid off very nicely. And, um, you know, basically the, for the past five years, my exploration has really been around energy, my own energy, getting myself into the right vibrational space, because during those five days where everything was perfect, um, what was very clear was that it was as long as I stayed in a certain energetic space and as long as I was really clear about what I really wanted, things would just manifest, you know, instantaneously. I couldn't even decide whether I had a thought of something first or the thing was there first. <laughs> see how they were in actuality. It's like there's no time difference, you know, what wow. you want once you and it's already here, really, like for real. Right, right. It's when we are in that state. I mean, this is so powerful. You literally left your your body when we're in a state of total clarity and pos that positive belief and knowing, trusting ourselves. It really does start to manifest. And this sounds like a bunch of woo woo to a lot of people. It's yeah. amazing when it starts to happen that the mm -hmm. only thing that's really getting us in our own way is ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, what is the pleasure IQ? So the pleasure, somebody's pleasure IQ is basically someone's level of ability to allow pleasure in all areas of your life. And most of us have a very low pleasure IQ hmm. and a very, you know, very underdeveloped pleasure intelligence, basically. And um, the system that I've developed to help people to have a higher pleasure IQ has to do with releasing shame and guilt, integrating the feminine and masculine, really being able to connect to your core sexual energy and having that part healed. And then also knowing how to, what to do and how to, what to do and how to maintain um, a high vibrational state, basically. Mm. Wow. There is a lot we could talk about there and we're yes. almost out of time. This is so beautiful. So you may have to come back and really dive into the pleasure IQ. It's been a journey that I have been on for the last couple of years. I had this aha moment, I suppose one of my out of body moments when I remembered that I'm a wild woman. And I wasn't living that way. And uh, so I've been on an exploration of, of pleasure and what sensuality is to me and, and sexuality and, and just joy. And um, this is so necessary. It's so, so, so necessary, Carolyn. This is so important. So where can people find out? Where can, is it a test? They can take the Pleasure IQ and find out how they're doing? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And where can they find that? It's on womeninthefloor.com. On my website, womeninthefloor.com. And uh, and then once they take the Pleasure IQ, then what? The two gifts that I'm also giving on my website have to do with really learning what your, what your yes feels like in your body because your mm. body always knows. Mm. And then also knowing how to basically get yourself out of the funk, you know, when you're in a low vibrational space or when you're not feeling good, what to do to, you know, because it's not about suppressing and ignoring those emotions, but to using them as a fuel for transformation. And so those two tools are on my website as well. Mm, oh my gosh. So yummy. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And so anyone out there, I, I know I'm going to go take my pleasure IQ. I hope I'm doing better than I did before since I started this exploration. I imagine I, I will. Um, and uh, anyone out there, I would love to hear from you on what is your pleasure IQ and what it is that you're going to do to start saying yes to yourself, because that's what we need to do. Um, and of course, before we sign off, I, um, Carolyn, I have this little game I love to play with all of my guests, and it's called yes. the Purpose Power Up Play Round. And basically, I'm just going to ask you a few questions, and they're very quick questions. So whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind is the right answer. Are you ready to play? Okay. Sure. Okay. You're like, oh, no, what did I get myself into? Oh. Okay. <laughs> 
What's one thing that your heart desires for 10 years from now? Peace. (laughs) Yes, girlfriend. Oh my God. I hear you. That's beautiful. What song gets you pumped up, excited, and ready to take on the world? Oh man, that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be, um, it's Raining Man, actually, which is funny from the Barney Sisters. That's so fun. (laughs) Oh my God. I was at an event recently. That is such a fun song, talking about pleasure. I was at an event, actually, with my pleasure mentor. I don't know if you've heard of Mama Gina, Regina Tamashauer. Yes. So I I just um, completed her four-month mastery program, and... I was at an event and there were 500 women and it was, uh, we had each invited one man. And so we were all in there and they played that song as the men walked in single file and we were all going crazy. It's raining men. And they were all looking around like totally freaked out. What did I get myself into? It was so great. So great. Okay. Last question. Who inspires you to be better? Children. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. So beautiful. Well, Carolyn, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, uh, learning so much about you and you are one resilient woman. As you were talking, I thought, wow, this woman has literally already been through nine lives. So mm-hmm. it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, that'll be your next, your next body of work or your next book. But it's, uh, yeah. it's incredible to talk to you. It's incredible to learn with you and from you. And I'm super excited about the Pleasure IQ and where you're going with it. And Dang. so please, everyone, check out Carolyn. Um, if you yourself are looking uh, for healing, read her book, Blossom. We have a link in the show notes. And if you're interested in more pleasure, then please take your Pleasure IQ. And uh, it sounds like Carolyn's giving out a couple of great free gifts on her website. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Carolyn, for joining us Uh, and all of you out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Because of you, we are building a strong, powerful, global community of women who are living on purpose, women who are claiming that we deserve our happiness. And so, of course, if you liked this episode, please rate it five stars, please give it a review, and please, please, please send it to your friends and your family, send it to your women colleagues, to women who you know need healing, who need to get into their pleasure, women who are needing and ready to join a community of powerful women. For all of you out there, I have a free Facebook group for us called Purpose Girls. Please join every week. We post motivation and inspiration for you to get involved and to be part of the community so that we all rise together. As always, I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week. May you love yourself. May you live on purpose and may you love life. Bye for now. 